You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. In this video, I'm going to discuss Cisco Viral version 2.0. This is the newest version of Cisco Viral, which should hopefully be released in April 2020. I spoke with Ralph and Simon, core developers of Cisco Viral at Cisco Live 2019. I've linked that video here and below if you're interested in seeing details of Cisco Viral 2.0. In this video, however, I'm going to show you how to download and install Cisco Viral, how to get it up initially and build a basic topology. The Cisco Viral team have really simplified the process rather than you having to install a thick client and a virtual machine and do a whole bunch of other things to get it working. The installation is very, very simple. Okay, so let's get started. In this video, I'm going to show you how to get Cisco Viral 2.0 up and running on a Windows 10 computer. To get that working, you need virtualization software. Currently, the only virtualization software supported is VMware Workstation Pro or VMware Workstation Player. VMware Workstation Player is free software that you can download from VMware.com or you can get the paid version of VMware Workstation Pro. But I'm gonna show you how to get this up and running without paying for VMware Workstation Pro. We're gonna use Player, which is free software. There is no thick client anymore. All you need to download is the OVA from Viral, as well as an ISO that contains all the images. So the huge advantage with Cisco Viral over other products such as GNS3 or EVNG is you get all the Cisco images such as iOS V, iOS V layer two, ASAV, you get Nexus V, you get a whole bunch of Cisco images as part of your download. So you download a separate ISO that has all the images. You get an OVA, which runs the core viral product. You get an ISO, you map that ISO to your virtual machine that you import using the OVA, and you get access to all the images that you require. You can also add your own images. You can download updated images and use that with Cisco Viral. So one of the advantages of using Cisco Viral over other products is you get all the images. The installation is also a lot simpler than EVNG and even GNS3. Installation is very, very simple. It's much easier to get pre-built images up and running with Cisco Viral. So if you're new to virtualization technologies, if you're new to Cisco images such as iOS V, iOS V layer two, I'd recommend that you get Cisco Viral. It makes life a lot easier. Now there are some disadvantages to using Cisco Viral. You have to pay a license fee of about $200 a year, but you need to pay that license fee even if you wanted to use Cisco images in other virtualization technologies such as GNS3 or even G. You need to be legally compliant. This is actually the only non-gray area, totally legal way 
of running Cisco images because you're getting a Cisco official product with Cisco official support. So Cisco Viral is probably the best product to use today if you want to run Cisco images and you want to make sure that you're on the right side of the law. So there are no gray areas. This is an official product from Cisco and you get all the images as part of your subscription service. Another disadvantage of Cisco Viral is it's limited to 20 devices. You can't run more than 20 devices in your topology. However, for a lot of us, that's more than enough. But if you're studying for your CCIE or you're trying to replicate a large topology, you will be limited to running only 20 devices in your topology. If you want to run really large scale networks, you need to get a separate product from Cisco. You could also try running Cisco images in GNS3 and even G, but just be aware that you're running into a gray area legally if you use those products. You cannot use a virtual box with Cisco Viral. I'm recording this video in March, 2020. The new release should be available in April, 2020. So I've got a pre-release version of Cisco Viral here that I'm going to demonstrate. Please refer to the documentation for the latest information. I'll also be creating updated videos if things do change, but currently you can only use VMware products such as VMware Workstation Pro or VMware Workstation Player. You cannot use VirtualBox if you wanna run Cisco Viral. However, VMware Workstation Player is free software that you can download from VMware's website. So simply go to vmware.com, go to downloads, go to free product downloads and select Workstation Player. At the time of this recording, the current release is 15.5. So click download now to download this version of VMware Workstation Player. Current release is once again 15.5.2 and the sub-release ending in 246. So I'm gonna click save to save that to my local hard drive. Size is 138 meg. So just be aware of the size, it's 138 meg in size. Okay, so my VMware player has downloaded. All I need to do is double click on the executable to start the installation. Windows warns me that I downloaded this from the internet. I'm gonna click install anyway. And as you can see, VMware player is now installing. The installation is really simple. I'm basically just gonna use the defaults when installing VMware Workstation player. Okay, so the installation wizard displays. I'm gonna click next. I'm gonna accept the license agreement. Make sure that you agree to the license agreement. So just that you're aware, VMware Workstation Player is free for non-commercial use. If you wanna use a commercial product, you need to buy VMware Workstation Pro, but Play is free for studying as an example. So I'm assuming that's what most of us are gonna be using Cisco Viral for, is for building labs and studying. So this product is great if you want to simply study for your CCNA, CCMP or CCIE. I'm going to click next. I'm going to leave the installation folder at defaults, click next. I'm not going to join the VMware Custom Experience Improvement Program. I'm going to click next. I'm going to keep the default shortcuts, click next. Now just before I click install, I'm going to open control panel and I want you to see that under network and internet, network and sharing center, change adapter settings that I don't have a VMware Workstation Player network interface card, but I do have a virtual box 
network interface card. And that's because I previously installed VirtualBox on this computer. Now, when I click install, what you'll notice is VMware Workstation Player will create a network interface. That is normal behavior. So it's expected that VMware Workstation Player creates a specific network adapter for the application. That is once again, default behavior. You can see here that it's installing virtual network drivers and you can see in control panel that two VMware virtual ethernet adapters have been created. So there you go. I've now installed VMware Workstation Player. I'm gonna click finish. So software is now installed. I can double click on the desktop icon. Product has now started. Notice we told that it's for non-commercial use only. You might get a pop-up that you have to agree to when you first start the software. You can see here that I've got Kali Linux and EVNG Pro as virtual machines on this computer ready, but that's not the virtual machine that we want to start. What we want to do is download Cisco Viral. So I'm going to go to viral.cisco.com to download Cisco Viral. Now you do need an account to download the software. So I'm going to click Get Viral. And notice you can see the price, $199 per year at the time of this recording. That gives you 20 nodes. Again, you are limited to 20 nodes in your topologies, $200 a year. Now in my example, I already have an account. So I'm gonna click login. I'm gonna put in my username, click next. Put in my password, click sign in. And I'm gonna to go to my account. My current viral account is still active. So I'm gonna click download viral. Now this site can be slow, so you may need to wait for the page to refresh. As I mentioned previously, I'm recording this video before Cisco Viral 2.0 has been officially released. So when I click on the downloads, I don't see version two Cisco Viral downloads. I only see previous releases of Cisco Viral. So as an example here, I can see version 1.665. If I click on one over here, I can see different releases of Cisco Viral and I can download various iOS images such as iOS V layer two. Now, typically in the past, you would have to download an OVA for Cisco Viral or an ISO to do a bare metal installation. And the installation was quite complicated. In this video, which I've linked here and below, I show you how to install the current release of Cisco Viral. In other words, version 1.x but now I'm gonna show you how to install version two. So hopefully, depending on when you're watching this video, you'll see version two downloads on this page and you'll be able to download Cisco Viral version two. Now be aware, big warning, the download files are large. You have an OVA image, that's the actual Cisco Viral image. It's only 700 meg. But this ISO that contains the various images is 6.3 gig at the time of this recording. So this OVA is the OVA that you need to download and open in VMware Workstation Player. Then you need to map the ISO in your virtual machine so that you can import the images. 
Okay, so let me show you how to do that. I'm going to go to Player, File, Open. Go to my Downloads and select the OVA. So I'm simply opening this OVA in VMware Workstation Player. So I'm gonna click Open. I'm gonna leave everything at defaults wherever possible. So I'm gonna click Import. So VMware Workstation Player is now importing that OVA and as soon as it's imported, I should be able to boot up Cisco Viral. In other words, the installation is very, very simple. But before you boot it up, make sure that you right click and go to settings. Now by default, Cisco Viral is configured to use eight gig of RAM. That means that your computer needs to support eight gigs of RAM. If it doesn't, you need to lower the amount of RAM that Viral uses, but it's recommended that you use eight gig of RAM. That's not possible on my computer. My computer only has eight gig of RAM. So I'm going to lower this to 4,096, so four gig of RAM. Be careful lowering the amount of RAM. Now, as always, if you lower the RAM and lower the amount of CPUs that a virtual machine can use, it means you can't build as large topologies as you could if you allocate more RAM and more CPU to the virtual machine. Now, this is very important. Intel VTX or AMD V needs to be enabled and we're gonna virtualize CPU performance counters. Now, because I get this question all the time, I'm gonna show you now, as part of this video, how to enable VTX in the BIOS of an Intel computer as well as an AMD computer. If you already have VTX enabled on your computer, then skip to this timestamp in this video. So for those of you who don't know how to enable VTX, I'm gonna show you that now. If you do know how to do that and you've already got it enabled, then jump to this point in the video. I'm gonna try and boot up this Kelly Linux host and I get this error. Error while powering on, the host supports Intel VTX, but Intel VTX is disabled. Intel VTX might be disabled if it has been disabled in the BIOS firmware settings, or your host has not been power cycled since you changed the setting. We then told how to fix this issue, but rather than just trying to read this, I'm gonna show you how to do that. Now that's an example on an Intel CPU. Let's have a look at AMD. So here's another laptop. This example is running Windows 8 on an AMD processor. Similar kind of issue exists. I'll start up a virtual box and I'll try and boot up the Kali Linux host. Notice I get the same issue, failed to open a session for the virtual machine here we're told that AMD V is disabled in the BIOS or by the host operating system. So once again, in this example, I'm not able to boot up Kali Linux because AMD V has been disabled in the BIOS of the laptop. Now in this example, I've got an Asus laptop. It's got an Intel CPU and I've got an HP laptop that's got an AMD CPU. The process that you follow will vary depending on the manufacturer. So on Asus as an example, I need to reboot the laptop and press F2 to go into the BIOS settings. 
on HP, I need to use F10 to go into the BIOS settings. So refer to the documentation for your manufacturer to determine which key you need to use to get into the BIOS. Or just use Google to do a search to find out which key to use to get into the BIOS for your specific laptop or computer. So I'll now show you how to enable VTX on a laptop that has an Intel processor as well as a laptop that has an AMD processor. Okay, so the first thing I need to do is shut the laptop down. So I'm gonna click power, shut down to shut the computer down. Laptop has been shut down. Now because this is an Asus laptop, I need to press power and F2. So F2 will take me to the BIOS. And as you can see, I'm now in the BIOS of the computer. So they tell you which keystrokes to use. So as an example, right arrow will take me from one menu to the other. So I've gone from the main menu to advanced. And what I wanna enable is Intel virtualization technology. At the moment, it's disabled. So I wanna select that option, once again using the arrow keys, go to Intel virtualization technology, press enter, and then specify enabled. So what I'm gonna do now is use the right arrow key, go to save and exit, make sure that I've selected save and exit, press enter, and then press enter again to save the configuration and exit. Laptop is now rebooted. And now I can enter my PIN and log in. And there you go, I've logged into the laptop. What I'm gonna do now is start VirtualBox. Select Kali Linux and then go to start to start it up. And what you'll notice now is the virtual machine can boot up successfully. So there you go, Kali is booting. And I can now log in. Default username is Kelly, password is Kelly once again. And I've successfully logged into this virtual machine that's running on a Windows computer within the VirtualBox. Same thing will happen with VMware Workstation. Select the virtual machine, power it on, and I can once again boot up the virtual machine. I can log in, default username, Kelly Kelly and I'm able to log in to this Kali virtual machine running within VMware Workstation Player on an Intel laptop. Okay, so I'll do something similar on this computer with an AMD processor. Go to the Start menu, I'll select Power Options, and I'll select Shutdown to shut down the computer. Computer is now shutting down. Okay, this is a HP laptop, so I need to use F10. So I'll start the laptop, press F10. Okay, so something similar needs to be done here. I'm gonna go to system configuration, virtualization technology. So virtualization technology is currently disabled. What I need to do is press enter, select enabled, press enter, and then I need to exit, so save my configuration and exit. 
press enter to save the changes. The laptop is now rebooted. We can see that the HP laptop is booting up. This is an older laptop, so it's quite slow. Okay, I need to put my password in, press enter to log in. I've now successfully logged in. Okay, so I can start a virtual box. I'll select my Kali Linux host, and then I'll press start to start it up. As you can see, it's now booting up. I can select Kali Linux. I'll press enter. We can see that the virtual machine is booting. Once again, this is a slow laptop, so it's taking its time to boot up. But there you go, after a while, it booted. I can log in with my username of Kelly, password of Kelly. And I've successfully logged into this virtual machine, which is running within a virtual box on a computer with an AMD processor. Okay, so VTX is enabled in the BIOS. I've enabled it here in the virtual machine. What I do need to do now, which is very important, is connect an ISO image. So I'm going to browse to my downloads directory and I'm gonna select this ISO image. So just to remind you once again, the OVA image is the virtual machine that we've imported, but the Cisco images that are required to run Cisco routers and switches are part of that ISO. So I need to add that to the virtual machine. I'm gonna click OK and I'm gonna click Start to boot up Cisco Viral. Okay, so I'm told, do I wanna download and install the following software tools? I wanna to do that, so VMware Tools for Linux. I wanna get those downloaded and installed. My internet connection here in South Africa is a bit slow, so it's taking a bit of time to download. Now, as always, Speeds vary depending where you are in the world. But as you can see here, the VMware tools are being downloaded and extracted. VMware is now being updated. Okay, so updates are finished. I'm gonna click close. And notice we now have a virtual machine running Viral 2. I'm gonna click in the virtual machine and press enter to continue. I have to agree to the license agreement. Use tab to jump from one menu option to another. So I'm gonna accept the end user license agreement by pressing enter. Now we're told, welcome to Viral 2 first deployment configuration. Before the system can be used, we need to set up two user accounts. You need a privileged Linux system user account and the first admin controller user account. After this, the admin controller user can be used to log into the web UI via HTTPS on TCP port 443. Okay, so basically we need a user account for the CLI and one for the GUI. I'm gonna press enter to continue. We're given some information about how to navigate. So cursor keys, control P, control N can be used to navigate. You can press tab. You can use tab to switch between input fields and buttons, spacebar to select items. I'm gonna simply press enter to continue. Okay, so I'm gonna use the default usernames 
that Viral gives me. I'm going to simply set my password to Cisco. Probably not a great password, but there you go. Now, what I'm going to do is use Windows key and print screen to save a screenshot of what I've done so that I can remember the username that I created. You don't have to do that, obviously, but that makes it easier for me. Press tab, press enter to continue. Now I'm told my password must be eight characters. So Cisco123, Cisco123, press continue. Now we're told that the password is quite bad. Do I want to continue anyway? Yes, I do. So I'm going to press tab and press enter to continue. Told that my password isn't strong. Do I want to continue? That's fine for my example. This is only a lab and a demonstration, so I'm not too concerned about the passwords. Obviously, you will want to use good passwords, not like I'm doing here. Okay, so we now need to create a second user. This is the admin user, which is used to log into the web UI. I'm going to set the password to Cisco123 for this user. And then I'm going to take a screenshot. So once again, on my screenshots, I can see the username used for the web UI and also the user used for the Linux system. Press tab, press enter to continue. I'm told once again that my password isn't good. I'm okay with that. Password isn't strong. I'm okay with that. Say yes to continue. Now you can use either a static IP address or DHCP for your viral server. We told here that it's optional to use a static IP address. It's typically okay to use DHCP. Only change this when a static IP address is actually required. So I'm gonna simply use DHCP in this example and press enter to continue. A summary is displayed. So I'll take a screenshot of this page as well. So I've got my summary information. Okay, press enter to confirm. So that's basically all you need to do to set up Cisco Viral. The developers have really made this simple compared to the previous releases of Cisco Viral. There's one more thing that I have to do and that's license the Viral server. But I'll do that through the web interface once the server has completed the installation. Now this isn't a very quick laptop, but there you go. Installation has completed. I can wait for the countdown or just press enter to reboot the server. And there you go, it's done. I could log in to the CLI. I don't wanna do that. I wanna log into the GUI and I'm told the IP address to use, which is 192.168.255.1. Okay, so I'm surprised by this IP address, 192.168.255.1. My local subnet is 10.0.0.0. So that IP address doesn't look right. So let's see firstly if I can ping that IP address, 192.168.255.1. At the moment, I can't ping that IP address. So let's log in. My user account was sysadmin. Password was Cisco123. I'll use IP address to see the address. We can see the IP address here is 192.168.255.1. But what I'm going to do is shut down the server. So shut down hyphen H now to shut down the server. 
because I want to see what VMware did with the network interface card. So in VMware Workstation Player, I'll right click on the virtual machine, go to settings, go to network adapter. It says bridged here, which is correct, but I'm going to click configure adapters. And here's a problem. For some reason, we've got a virtual box host only ethernet adapter. You shouldn't have that problem. This has affected me because I'm running VirtualBox as well. So I'm gonna only use my Realtek wireless network adapter and click OK and click OK again. Now, just to explain this, I wanna bridge this virtual machine to my local network so that I can access the virtual machine from the outside. So rather than using NAT or host only, I wanna be able to bridge viral to external devices. So I wanna use bridged but I wanna make sure that I'm only bridged to my wireless network adapter in this example. So let's start up Viral again, and let's see if that works better this time. So it's starting up. It's gonna boot up CentOS Linux. I like to do demonstrations where I encounter problems so that you can see the problems that I encounter, and perhaps if you also encounter these problems, you can fix them. Okay, so that's a lot better. That's an IP address in my local subnet. I'm connected to a home internet router here and it's allocating IP addresses in the 10.0.0.0 subnet. So that looks a lot better. That's an IP address that I would expect. So I'm gonna open up a web browser and I'm gonna use HTTPS and I'm gonna to browse to 10.0.0.0.168. Okay, so we told the connection is not private. That's great. It's using self-signed certificate. I'm going to proceed to the viral interface and there you go. I can log in now as my admin user. Once again, going to my screenshots, the admin user is the user to use to log into the web UI. Sysadmin is for Linux. So I'm gonna use admin, password of Cisco123, click login and there you go. I've got Cisco viral up and running. Now it's something I need to do is edit the licensing settings. I need to register my license, but there's nothing stopping me going to lab manager and adding a lab. And what I can do now is drag Cisco devices into my topology. I can zoom in. So there's two switches as an example. In my topology, I can move them around. I can drag a router into my topology when I hover my mouse over the device, this little pop-up displays, and I can click on the connection and drag that to the other device and then decide which interface to connect. So I'm gonna connect Gigabit Ethernet 00 on the router to Ethernet 00 on the switch. Do the same thing here, drag a connection, connect Gigabit Ethernet 01 to gigabit ethernet 00 on the switch. And let's say drag another router into the topology, move that around. Click here, drag it to the router. So second ethernet interface of the switch to the first ethernet interface of the router. Now, if I try and start up this topology by clicking on simulate start lab, Notice I get an error message, system not licensed. You have to license your system.
before you can start using it. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.